You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. How is everyone this fine Friday? I hope you're as good as I am. Everything is wonderful right now. You have reached the Locked On NFL podcast. I am Matt Williamson, at Williamson NFL. Former college NFL scout. I was at ESPN as an NFL analyst for 10 years. I've been doing all sorts of good things since, especially talking to you guys. And I promise you today is going to be a special show. Um, We are brought to you by MockOut.com. And what you need to do is hit pause real quick, go to MockOut.com, and download their app. I'll tell you more along those lines here going forward. But just start there. It's pretty good stuff. Um... Here's a quick programming note. Good show with Sando yesterday, of course, as every Thursday is. And the NFL is buzzing right now. I mean, I will tell you, obviously, the Antonio Brown news at 1 a.m. or whatever. I was glued to Twitter and then nothing comes of it. Typical A.B. stuff. People are getting cut left and right. There was a trade today, you know, Zeitler for Vernon. Like that on both, both accounts. But... What I'm doing today is, due to our new sponsor, I promised them that this Friday I would do my first mock draft in really a long time. I'm not sure the last time I did one. I'm not sure if I did one last year or not. Probably, but it's been a while. And I'm going to buzz through 32 picks, mostly through the eyes of how I think it would go down. No trades. I mean, that would make it a little complicated. Again, I'll tell you about our sponsor a little bit after this because it's noteworthy. I mean, what they got going is pretty darn cool. And so let's just dig in. I mean, oh, oh, the other note I wanted to make, I apologize. I'm planning, okay, first of all, Tuesday, free agency officially starts. Sunday, you can, quote, talk to people. And therefore, there's going to be a ton of news, like I said, between now and then. We're going to hear rumors of, you know, guys getting locked up before the Tuesday deal, of course. So either Saturday or Sunday, I'm going to give you a bonus podcast not a free agency preview, but more of a, this is all the crazy stuff going on in the league show, you know, recapping all the big moves. But first, we're going to start with this mock draft, Arizona, Kyler Murray. I think at this point, that's pretty self-explanatory. I think that's the way it's going to go down. I've been calling that for a while now, and I think that'll be the pick. Then San Francisco is pretty happy about things. I mean, if by chance Murray doesn't go, I still think they get Bosa or Allen with that second pick and add an elite edge player. And the way that this sets up, it's Bosa. I mean, you get Nick Bosa at the second pick and it fills a need and all of a sudden your defensive front looks pretty darn solid for the Niners. They got to be happy about that. Although, I mean, again, this we're not doing trades, but it wouldn't shock me if teams start calling San Francisco about getting to two to get Haskins. The Jets then maybe get the best player in the entire draft in Quinn and Williams. Is interior pass rush a massive need? No, but sure wouldn't hurt. And you know, you get Jamal Adams in charge of the back half, and Williams is a playmaker up front to pair with Leonard Williams. This defense could be really good. So I'm sure they would be very happy with that. Again, maybe get the best player in the draft sitting standing put at two or three. Raiders could go a lot of different directions, but it would shock me if they didn't end up with Bosa, Williams, or Allen. And in this mock, I have them taking Josh Allen. I mean, they need to 
find a Khalil Mack replacement, not that this guy is as good as Khalil Mack, but it's something that they were the worst pass rushing team in the league last year. I would think this is almost guaranteed, especially if Kyler Murray's gone, that the Raiders take a pass rusher of some sort, one of these great defensive linemen. So his first four really aren't that eventful and really weren't that hard for me. This fifth pick I don't feel good about. And I'm taking Greedy Williams with Tampa here. But I don't really love the prospect. I didn't like the way he looked at drills at the Combine. He is tall. Yes, he ran really well. So that's important. But he's not a big tackler. So why the heck are you taking him here, Williamson? And here's my logic. And again, I just didn't have a great fit for the Bucks there at five. Especially after they locked up Donovan Smith. I mean, I would have thought maybe this would be a Jawan Taylor, Jonah Williams spot. Uh, and it still could be. I mean, they still could take an offensive lineman. But I think here's here's what my thoughts on this are. If you hire Todd Bowles, this has been a strict 4-3 zone boring defense for a long time. I mean, Gruden Dungy years. And if you're going to hire Todd Bowles, he wants to generate pressure through blitz. And he wants Revis and Peterson. And remember how they overpaid for Tremaine Johnson. More than any coordinator I can think of in the league, he wants a true number one press corner. And I don't know that Greedy's that, but he's the closest thing in this draft. I don't know that the Bucks can get one in free agency. So that's my logic there. Um, again, do I think he's the fifth best player in this draft? Uh, absolutely not. But I didn't know who to go with. And I think the logic is sound, maybe more so than the player being sound. And the Giants taking Haskins. That's easy. Um, looks like they might have some kind of a semblance of an offensive line in front of them now. Good pair of guards. Good position to add a rookie quarterback. Uh, I don't think he'll last till six to be when it's all said and done. But in this mock, that's the way it works out. So good. Um, we keep Jawan Taylor, who I just mentioned, in, his home, in the home state. Goes to Jacksonville. Really rounds out their offensive line. I would think they would consider... Maybe DK or TK Metcalf, somebody like that. DK Metcalf, what I call him, TK Metcalf. Um, some sort of offensive weapon. But another lineman, I think, would go a long way for these guys, too. Um, the Lions also could very much be in the market for defensive line help. Their pass rush is very, very needy. But I also think that Patricia looks at the team and says, boy, I was around Gronkowski a lot. I'm going to take Hawkinson and pretty much complete my offense. They did They did release T.J. Lang today, by the way, too. It just happened about 10 minutes ago. Um, I think Hawkinson is worthy of the eighth pick in the draft. I think he's a perfect fit. I th I'm not saying he's Gronkowski, but he's that style of player. So I would think D-line or tight end, but you grab a stud tight end, I think that's a lot to be excited about. So um, I mentioned this before. So I told you to go to mockout.com and download the app. And But what you do is you make your own mock draft and enter different mock draft contests. In fact, I'll probably start one at some point too that we can compete against each other who has the better mock draft. It's awesome. But until then, it'll just be easier to just say, just go to mockout.com and download their app. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't. It's pretty cool. Mockout is the best way to create and keep track of all your mock drafts. You make a mock, you predict trades, then you invite your buddies to join your mock draft contest. Draft day is already the best day of the year. It absolutely is. I've believed that since I was six years old. But when you have rooting interest in every pick, when every pick matters, it's so much better. I mean, you're going to care 
what happens outside of your, your one favorite team. The other 31 teams are very much important to you then. And at some point, like I said, you'll be able to join my own private Locked On NFL account too. And, and I've, I'm going to do quite a few of these mock drafts between now and then to help promote mockout.com, which is a really cool service. And I know you guys like mock drafts too. So, um, And again, we'll be competing against each other. So go to mockout.com, download the free app, and own the draft. All right, we got eight of the 32 picks in the books. Murray, Bosa, Quinton Williams, Josh Allen, Greedy Williams, Haskins, Taylor, Jawan Taylor, and Hawkinson. Now we got the Bills, who are very much in the news after the A-B nonsense of last night. And I've had them penciled in for Metcalf for a while. I think it's a really good fit. Big, strong-armed quarterback to a big, deep threat. You know, I mean, I have my issues with Metcalf, but still, it's a kind of move you have to make if you're the Bills. Then Denver, who, you know, could they be in the Drew Locke sweepstakes? I mean, probably. But I think they're more win-now mode. They get the best linebacker in the draft, Devin White, at the 10 spot. It's pretty nice. I mean, that defense could be pretty darn good with a guy in the middle of the field just flying around. Two edge guys, good corners, you know. And so that's a win-now move for Denver. I like that pick a lot. I think Cincinnati would have loved to have gotten Devin White, but he just fell. So they settle for a very safe, solid offensive lineman, Jonah Williams. Tackle or guard, I don't care. He's going to help them somewhere probably for the next 10 years. Exactly what they need, really. Brian Burns' stock is on fire right now, and I think very deservedly so. I think the Packers would love to have him at 12. More dynamic than a guy like Perry. Um, Fackrell's all right, too, but I don't think Clay Matthews will be back. Young edge speed, you got to like that. Uh, Miami was a really hard one for me, too, because, frankly, they need everything. I considered giving them lock, but I didn't want to thrust a quarterback into such a bad situation if they truly are going to tank. And I tend to think their quarterback comes next draft, which is kind of the thought process behind all this. And to be honest, I didn't know really where to put Rashawn Gary. I thought maybe he'd be a good fit in, in Detroit. Um, a lot of teams would have interest. So I put Gary with Miami. Um, kind of as didn't know what to do with either, to be very honest. Um, Atlanta, I like this pick a lot for Atlanta. Christian Wilkins. He's not Don Terry Poe, and he's not Grady Jarrett, but he's somewhere in between. And I think Atlanta also should be very much in win-now mode. And he is a help-you-right-away, high-impact defensive player that I don't think most years you get at the 14th pick. Washington, who just traded for Case Keenum. Again, we'll talk about that over the weekend, but I don't know why everyone's killing the Redskins for this. It's not like they just tr traded for the guy and said, oh, all our problems are solved. I think they go with Keenum, and then they take Drew Locke here. I mean, that, that's the plan. I mean, I don't think they're just going to sit on their hands and um, you know do nothing because they, had, they added Case Keenum. Everyone's killing the Redskins. I don't get that. All right, we just have Washington taking the lock. This is one I didn't like how it turned out, to be honest with you. I have Montez Sweat going 16th to Carolina, which they would sprint to the podium. Um, he could have gone five other places, and I just chose someone else. I mean, he was kind of 1B many times. And frankly, because I don't love him, but that's neither, neither here nor there. We're trying to predict how the draft will go. I mean, that that's what the, the mock-out is all about. So... Um, I don't think he lasts a 16. I think Carolina would love to have him, but I didn't see a clear fit somewhere else, so that's just the way it went. 
Brownies at 17. They've been rumored to be interested in Odell. They just made a deal with the Giants. I'm going to have him take Marquise Brown. I mean, he couldn't be any more different than Jarvis Landry. Speed. I mean, I think a, I don't know if he's a number one receiver, but another speed threat would go a long way. I, I like that fit a lot. Andre Dillard. I'm not sure he lasts to 18, to be very honest. Athletic, probably the best pass blocker in this group. True left tackle. The Vikes would, again, sprint to the podium. Maybe Carolina takes him at 16. Maybe Miami takes him at... Eh, no, I don't think Miami would. But uh, Cincinnati at 11, he could go that high. I think he's going to be sought after, but these, there's only you know every team can only take one guy. So when you do your mock draft, I mean, it's hard because people fall. It's like you can't... You, you look at guys and be like, oh, he'll go in the top 20. But only 20 can, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, again, that's kind of the case here with Noah Fant. Does Tennessee need a tight end? Not desperately. I like Smith. Walker returns. But Fant, to me, is probably better than the 19th best player. And Tennessee, I feel like they should take the best pass catcher available pretty much no matter what. And in this case, to me, it was Fant. I mean, I, I like some of these other receivers. Hakeem Butler's a guy I really like. But I think Fant's the better prospect. So that's what I did. Um, my Steelers take Devin Bush. Uh, I think he's going to be penciled in quite a bit for the Steelers. Um, if I had to put a chip down right now at 20, I think the Steelers would end up with Devin Bush or Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington. He'll be going off the board here soon. Um, Seattle. I like this fit a lot, Ed Oliver. And Oliver might be earlier in this, but that, I mean, I say that about a lot of these guys. Not all of them can go where we think that they're going to go super high. And Oliver's an upfield pass rush type of dude. I think they could find ways to use him. Uh, they love defensive linemen in Seattle. Uh, I like the Oliver fit for them a lot too, even if he just helps on passing downs for a while. Baltimore, um, Hakeem Butler. I mentioned him before. I might like him better than Metcalf, to be honest with you. I think he'll end up in the first round. I, they have a ton of tight ends. They got nothing really at receiver right now. Big guy with a big catching radius to make up for Lamar Jackson's you know, not-so-great situation <laughs> in terms of accuracy. Uh, I think they would like Butler quite a bit, and he also has some downfield presence, you know, to open things up for the run game. So, you know, there you have it. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show, we are brought to you by Mockout. So if you didn't listen earlier, you got to do that. That's It's something we're going to do quite a bit. Um, so go to Mockout.com and download the app. And make sure you own your mock draft and enter mock draft contest like the one I'm going to set up at some point. So that is good stuff from them. All right, we got a few more picks here. We're at 23. Houston kind of reminds me of Minnesota in this in this situation where I feel pretty strong that best offensive lineman available, run up the podium, take them, be happy. In this case, it's Cody Ford for me for the Texans. Boom. I mean, you'd be pretty comfortable with that. You know, either he's a tackle or he's a guard. I don't care. He's going to start for you, mash some people. And then the Raiders fall into Colin Farrell, and they draft an edge guy early. Boy, they need edge help. I think most people think Farrell will go before 24, and he certainly could. But some of these defensive linemen have to fall. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you're going to get some really good players at this stage of the draft. Not many years you can say that about. So, Raiders add two quality edge dudes. Different type guys, but still, that would be much needed for them. Eagles, they too are in win-now mode. They could use speed. 
So I gave them Paris Campbell from Ohio State, a burner. Think of him with jet motions and sweeps and goes and reverses and just speed. Something different than their receivers have right now. That could be a pretty darn good offense with a, a speed burner who's more than just a Devery Henderson type. I mean, I think he can be used a lot more ways. I like that fit. Am I confident Campbell's going to go in the first round? No, but you run like him, and you know his athletic profile is pretty darn appealing. I mentioned Murphy earlier, a corner I'm really high on. I think he'd fit perfectly with the Colts. A lot of zone, tough. I mean, this is a double off the wall all day long. So I would think he'd just step in and play and be highly helpful with them. Raiders get a third pick here. They added the two edge dudes. And I have him take the best running back in the draft, Josh Jacobs. I mean, it'd be great if Lynch comes back and Jacobs can kind of ease into things. But he's a do-it-all guy. I think their offensive line will be better. I mean, they have so many needs. There's so many directions the Raiders can go. They're one of the hardest teams to mock, especially with these late two picks. But I do think Jacobs has a chance to be a late first-rounder. You know, in this neighborhood, you know, last five, ten picks of the first round. And Oakland would make a lot of sense to me. The Chargers. This one was a little hairy because they have Pouncey at center. Um, I gave him Garrett Bradbury. And I really think this Chargers pick is going to be a big man. Either a big defensive tackle, but more likely a guard center, guard right tackle type of guy. And I just thought Bradbury was the best offensive lineman on the board. Either him or Pouncey could play guard and just figure it out. Pouncey's not going to be there forever, and he wasn't wonderful in his rookie year anyway. I think Bradbury's a first-rounder all day long and a really safe, strong pick for the Chargers. Kind of the same case here with Kansas City, DeAndre Baker. Didn't run great, isn't super huge, but he's a very solid plug-and-play type corner. I mean, isn't that exactly what the Chiefs need at this stage? You know, Give me some defensive help that can help me now. Packers had their second pick now. I thought Jimmy Graham looked bad last year, and I think Irv Smith's really good. Will three tight ends go in the first round? I don't know, but I bet three go in the top 40. And Irv Smith most years, I think, would be the first tight end off the board. This stage of the draft is hard for me. These last three picks, I didn't love how they all fit, and there's a lot of guys to pick from. I could have probably given you five or six names for the Packers, Rams, and Patriots. But I like Irv Smith here quite a bit. They definitely need to add some kind of pass catcher. And again, Jimmy Graham would not slow me down one bit from picking a tight end. Um, the Rams absolutely could go offensive line. And there's some interior offensive linemen, starting with Bradbury, who I mentioned, that would make a lot of sense here. You know, what's Sullivan's situation for the rest of the... And Whitworth's old. Blythe was a bit of a, a uh, liability. And, you know, they need to bring some young reinforcements to their offensive line. But I gave them the Seer Adderley, uh, assuming LaMarcus Joyner would not be backed. Do it all, defensive back, find a spot for him. I think Wade Phillips would like him quite a bit. Again, I had four or five guys on my list here. Some edge guys came to mind, too, with the Rams. Same with New England. I mean, they could have gone receiver. I think they would have jumped on Irv Smith if he'd have been there. Could they take Jones, the quarterback, at this point? Certainly. They could do pretty much anything on defense. But I wanted Dexter Lawrence to be in my first round. I mean, he, he got kind of overlooked at the combine. The dude pulled up lame on his 40. I mean, I don't know that it, he would run any better. But he ran an unbelievable 40 and then just shut it down for the day as a huge human being. And that's exactly what they look for in their defensive tackles. I mean, Bel Belichick is very much from that planet theory of 
getting huge human beings and being the toughest team in the block. And I think Lawrence would be a gift. I mean, you don't get that guy at 32. I mean, how much different is he than Vita Vea, who went, what, eight last year or something like that? So, again, it just shows the amazing strength of this defensive line class. So, good stuff. Um, again, thanks to Mock Out. We're going to do a couple of these between now and the draft, and I'm going to order, you know, get a, a, a little thing going that we can all compete against once one another. That'll be pretty cool. But in the meantime, get that app going. Um, and I really do plan to come back over the weekend and just break down these dozen moves or so. And there probably even going to be more. Maybe AB actually does get moved. That was a fiasco last night. And that's a wrap. Over and out. Thanks so much. We will see you later.